Welcome. You are listening to Central Synagogue's podcast, featuring sermons, lectures, and conversations from Manhattan's historic Central Synagogue. I'm Rabbi Angela Bookdahl. Each week, we invite you to listen to messages of strength and hope given by our clergy on Shabbat or Jewish holidays. You can also listen to audio recordings of other programs and lectures given at Central by subscribing to this podcast on the platform of your choice. If you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. And raise me up to a world living, oh, safe from the storm, in the shelter of your I just have to say that one of the things I'm the most grateful for this Thanksgiving is my new contact lens prescription. <laughs> can really see all of you for maybe the first time in a while. <laughs> How many of you have been to the West Indian Day Parade in Brooklyn? A few, not a ton, it's okay. It passes through my neighborhood and it is a fabulous event. There are gorgeous traditional costumes, lively music, and dancing on floats. At this most recent West Indian Day Parade, Ira Glass, the famous Jewish podcast host extraordinaire, was covering the parade for his show, This American Life. How many of you have listened to This American Life? Okay, more, that's great. (laughs) For reasons that were not entirely clear, he decided to interview another population of Brooklyn, Hasidic or ultra-Orthodox Jews about their experience of the parade. On the podcast, Glass said, and I will spare you my Ira Glass impression, it's not very good. Walking up to Hasids on the street felt like walking up to people from another planet, people who had a general air of hostility or at least suspicion towards outsiders like me. They waved me off. The next day, a Hasidic writer, Liebel Baumgarten, penned a response to Glass in the foreword titled, We Hasidim aren't aliens and we are tired of the media acting like it. Baumgarten wrote, If Glass had listened back to how he reported the story, he would understand why he was treated with suspicion by Hasidic passers-by. We Hasidim are used to people coming to gawk at us, and we are weary of how almost every story about Hasidic Jews gets framed in the media. Had Glass stopped me for an interview, I too would have refused. Now, And what was most possibly the the most surprising element of this story, after Baumgarten's article was published, Ira Glass tweeted a kind and generous apology. He said, this writer at JD Forward is entirely correct and I am in the wrong here. Othering indeed, good points, Liebel Baumgarten, I won't make this mistake again. So I bring this story up not to bash on glass or to rehash some Jewish media drama, 
but because I think he articulated some assumptions we tend to make about our fellow Jews, our extended family that could use some examination. This Thanksgiving, many of us sat around the table with our friends and family and engaged in lively debate and discussion. Some moments were fun, and others probably made us feel like our family members actually were from another planet. <laughs> it is likely that at some point in our meal, at least one person quoted a fact or opinion from an article, tweet, podcast, or Facebook post relevant to the conversation. Thanks to technology, the people around our Thanksgiving tables have expanded innumerably. We're not only sitting around our Thanksgiving table with our aunts, uncles, cousins, or friends. We are sitting there with every tweet, opinion, and article that they have read in the last year. So we have to ask ourselves, who is actually sitting around our table? Who deserves a seat? and who is taking up a lot of space. I would like to argue that in the coming year, Hasidic Jews should get a spot at our tables, at our dinner tables. If not in person, then at least in terms of our raised awareness about some of the issues that they face in the day-to-day. -day. As anti-Semitism rises in the United States, Jews who publicize their Judaism those who wear kippot, traditional dress, modest clothing, and head coverings are the most vulnerable. Our Jewish community naturally spends a lot of time talking and thinking and worrying about anti-Semitism. So it's important to be clear and honest with ourselves that while we may have seen and even experienced increased instances of anti-Semitism over the last few years, the recent uptick of violent anti-Semitic acts in the United States are largely happening to Orthodox and Hasidic Jews in Crown Heights and Midwood and Borough Park, only miles away from Central Synagogue. That reality deserves time at our upcoming dinner conversations so that we can work towards being better allies to our extended Jewish family members. And yet, increased anti-Semitism is not the only reason that we should expand our tables to include Orthodox Jews. Anti-Semitism alone is not a strong enough basis for any relationship between Jews. The Talmud tells us, Kol Yisrael Aravim All Jews are responsible for one another. Not just in hard times, but in order to create the best, most impactful, most morally responsible community, we need to learn to see ourselves as sitting around the same family dinner table as many different kinds of people. This week's Torah portion, Toldot, tells the story of a Jewish family that wrestles from its very beginning. And I want to say that if you are having a, if you are struggling with your family dynamics this Thanksgiving, I recommend that you read Toldot because you will feel like you are not alone. 
As Rebecca carries Jacob and Esav in her womb, the Torah tells us, The brothers wrestled in her womb. We learn from this story that we have been wrestling with our Jewish siblings for thousands of years at this point. Yet we still receive that message in the Talmud. Kol Yisrael Aravim All Jews are responsible for one another. We can wrestle and we can take responsibility at the same time. We can, learn, we can work on learning more about and showing up for different kinds of Jews as they experience violence and harmful assumptions about their lives. Central has worked on doing this by using our security team to offer support to different shuls in Crown Heights that have experienced violence this past year. We wrestle and we take responsibility. We can wrestle with our Jewish family about our disagreements about tradition, politics, and even who gets to be called a rabbi. And we can work on adding complexity to our understanding about why different Jews make the decisions that they make. As much as we disagree, we can't dismiss them because we ourselves do not want to be dismissed. I had a wrestling type of conversation with an Orthodox woman a few weeks ago, which she turned into a moment of unity. Adina is a young Orthodox woman living in Brooklyn who runs an Instagram account with 46,000 followers called Flatbush Girl. I highly recommend following her. She is hilarious and fun, and she gives a fascinating insight into a world that I might not have encountered otherwise. I messaged her because I disagreed with something she said on her Instagram about feminism. She responded, it is so important for us to empower each other and educate women and girls. Thank you for chiming in and thank you for your support. She then asked me to donate to Ezras Hanashim, an Orthodox women's organization in Israel that helps protect Orthodox women going through divorce and fights against some of the Orthodox media's erasure of women's faces. We can wrestle and we can take responsibility. I understand that it is extremely hard to imagine ourselves actually sitting around the dinner table with ultra-Orthodox Jews. Even though we live a few miles apart, most of our lives seem to operate so differently. We disagree deeply on some of our dearest values, particularly when it comes to issues surrounding gender. Yet when we look back on our Torah story, we can see that Jacob and Esav, the two brothers who came out of the womb wrestling, are able, after many years of dysfunction and disagreement, to eventually meet one another and embrace. Kol Yisrael Aravim Zeh Bazeh. All Jews are responsible for one another. May we work in the next year towards making our wrestling a little more like an embrace. Shabbat Shalom. And I'd always praise your name.
Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org, our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us. Shalom, the Hamidenu Shom